0: Hello Gospel for Grampian listeners, it's Angelina from Women of Africa Care. On 23rd February, coming to you from beautiful South Africa, our work team, we've got our beautiful Karina and our beautiful Myrtle here on the studio, and today we are talking about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I love this name, Jesus Christ, the Anointed One, the Son of God. Today, in our studio, we are going to be illuminating this beautiful, powerful name and what it means to us. And we trust that as we address how we feel about the name of Jesus for us personally, it will also impact your life. Because why? Jesus is a person. He is a God. And there is no better feeling than to be with the person Jesus Christ, the anointed one, the son of God. So we want to share what we, what it feels like in our lives to be in love with the name of Jesus, with Jesus Christ himself. So beautiful Karina, how do you feel emotionally, mentally, when we or anybody or yourself have to speak or hear or use the name of Jesus in discussions, in your prayers, or in thoughts? How do you feel?
1: I feel blessed, and I get this sense of peace and excitement. It's a deep trust connection that I feel an association with the name. It's like this knowing that you, you know, you know this, this person, you know this God, you know that he's all-powerful, you know that he's He's just so amazing that he he loves you and that he's the one that loves you more than anyone in the world. So it's just this knowing that you feel so comforted, so at peace, knowing that there's this connection between you and this name. It's and it's not just a name, but there's power in the name of Jesus. So I feel very, very blessed and
0: yeah, I'm just thankful and, and just very blessed. And I think more especially, you know that there's a person attached to that yes, name. Exactly. And that person is God exactly. That person is God. Absolutely. So it's amazing that one can feel the way they feel about a name who is a God. I mean, I don't know about you, Karina, but there's many other religions where they they worship a different God, and they don't feel like us. They don't feel in love. They don't feel powered up.
1: Now to think of it, I'm actually thinking about a song while we're speaking about Jesus, and I want to sing a song. Because his name is so amazing, yes. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus, yes. You, yes. I'm not sure if you know it. What yes. a powerful name yes. it is the name of Jesus, and it's such yes. a beautiful song that you know describes
0: Jesus, yes. And there's so much power in that name Be- because we know the person behind that name, yeah, exactly. Therefore, we can there's emotions attached Emo- to that yes, name there's emotions attached i love to that, that name emotions. there's an attitude attached to that name i've not met any other religion where they talk about their god and they get excited and they cry and they laugh and they whatever it's like you in love talk to us Moodle. how do you feel what do you feel emotionally when you hear or speak about the beautiful name of jesus christ
2: Angelina, people will think I exaggerate. But I promise you, when I hear the name Jesus, I get butterflies on my tummy. That's how much I love that name. The name of Jesus is the most powerful name ever. He is my beginning and my end in the morning and at night, the start of my day and the end of my day. He died for me on Calvary to give me An abundant life. They're saying, break my heart, God, with what break yours. This makes my emotion line up with God's emotions. Wow,
0: wow. But, you know, when I'm hearing you, Myrtle, I'm just seeing you're a love letter to God. Because you're writing... Your love to the Lord. And for our Gospel for Grampian listeners, just for you to know, Myrtle has been a widow now for 19 years. And when she recently became a widow at that time, 19 years ago, God gave her the scripture, Isaiah 54, 5. The Lord your God will be your husband. The maker is his name. And ever since, Jesus has been her husband. And when you hear her talk now, she literally does feel the butterflies. And when you look at how she wrote out her love letter that she described to you now, she's in love with her God, with her maker, with her creator. If you look at Myrtle, you would never see she's a lonely 19 19 years now widow. She's a happy, blessed, fulfilled widow. She's so happy, 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 and full of love because she's in love with God that she becomes emotional and she begins to cry in His presence, crying at the name of Jesus. That's how much she loves God. There is no greater expression of God's love than to see somebody say,
2: He is the love of my life. And hey, see, Myrtle. Angelina, uh, Angelina, Isaiah 53, verse 3 says, He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief, and hid, as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. John 15.10 If you keep my commandment, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandment and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. The bit, the joy that Jesus had came from fulfilling his mission on, on the earth, the joy that pleasing his Father in heaven. Is that not amazing, Angelina? Absolutely. He was such a beautiful person on earth. We love him, but most people hated him on and, and
0: again, you can hear from, from the attitude of Myrtle, she's so much in love with Jesus that everybody who hated him, she's not happy with him. <laughs> like she says, he was not esteemed. He was despised rather than being esteemed. So the lover of her soul, she's trying to defend him now. That is what love does. She loves Jesus so much that she's telling Jesus, break my heart for what breaks yours. And I'm very upset with all the people that didn't defend you, Jesus. While I understand that they had to not defend you because you had to go on the cross. I'm just not happy because I love you and I don't want anybody to hurt you. That is how Myrtle is expressing her love. When she hears the name of Jesus, she attaches it to Jesus, the the lover of her soul. She is the bride of Jesus. And therefore she knows that as the bride of Jesus, he's the lover of her soul. She's going to stand up for him. She loves him. She's going to please him. She's going to honor him and she's gonna she's going to lift up his name because that is her duty as the bride, the bride of Jesus. So what is my thoughts when I think about Jesus? Well, when I think about Jesus, I think love I think peace, I think justice, I think mercy, I think grace, I think goodness, I think faithful, I think integrity, I think righteous, I think perfect, I think holy, I think wonderful, I think counselor, I think mighty God. So when I hear the name of Jesus, I hear all of these. So you must understand that when I hear all of these, I am too powerful to be defeated. Why? Because Jesus is my justice. Don't mess with injustice. I will come down on you because... I am for justice because my King, my Lord, my Savior is for justice. My God is grace. That means I am powerful. I can do anything God tells me to do. My God is goodness. Therefore, I have everything good. My God is faithful. Therefore, I will not experience rejection. My God is integrity. He does what he says and he says what he does. He gives me the highest standard of living. I have a good moral standard to live by because I have a God who is my Jesus, who teaches me integrity. My God is righteous. So that means I am as righteous as him. My God is perfect. Therefore, I should aspire to be perfect. A lot of people, Karina, say that we cannot be perfect. We're not God. But when I read the Bible, it says that be perfect as God is perfect. Be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. That means sanctification is the process I must go through. I must not be ignorant and think that because Jesus paid the price and he forgives sins, I must perpetually sin. Perfect means I must grow into holiness because my Jesus did it. He is perfect without sin. I recognize when I hear the name of Jesus, holy. You know, that is for me amazing holiness is beautiful. It is virtue. It is pure. It is wonderful. Jesus is wonderful. Wow. So when I hear about this mighty God, I am at peace emotionally. I have peace. I have happy hormones. i got happiness because I know who Jesus is. I am strong. Because he's my Jehovah Nissi. No one can hurt me. Therefore, you can see I can stand for justice and the crowd can come against me. And guess what, Karina? Ain't nobody going to shake me if it's according to the word of God. It is righteous. Don't mess with me. You can't hurt me. Because the Bible says no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Because greater is Christ who is in me than he that's in the world. Therefore, I'm a strong woman. I'm not a big, tall, overweight woman. I'm a reasonably sized, very short young girl, but don't mess with me because I'm strong. Because guess what? Jesus' strength is my strength because I know Jesus personally as Lord and Savior. Of my life. Therefore, I'm safe. I'm secure because Jesus is my king. He's my government. He's my righteousness. He's my good shepherd, Myrtle. Oh my gosh. I thank God that he's my shepherd. You know, that means I'm a sheep and I'm dumb. And because he's my shepherd, I don't have to think. I don't have to think like the world thinks. Everybody goes and there's nothing wrong with studying. There's nothing wrong with being intelligent, But the people in the world that don't know God are so super intelligent in the world, but they're insignificant and useless. Their wisdom is insignificant and useless.
2: Although you're a sheep and you think you're dumb, you have the mind of Christ. That's
0: it. That's where I was going to go with this. Because he's my good shepherd. I'll never be stupid or foolish because I have his mind i'm i he does his mind has become my mind his strength has become my strength his righteousness is my righteousness that whilst i was yet a sinner he died for me and because i understand that righteousness i can resonate with what you're saying oh god you're so amazing and i love you so much and you've done so much for me how can i possibly hurt you how can i possibly disappoint you that is what my love language is with God. I love him so much. He's my everything. And the danger of having that kind of he's my everything, you begin to compare your spouse with him. <laughs> and I have to realize, Lord, he's not you. Help me to separate that you are Jesus. You are my government. And thankfully, I don't have to put him above you because You. there's only one you no spouse can take the place of Jesus. I've realized that (laughs) no spouse can take the place of Jesus because Jesus is sovereign. He's supreme. He's perfect. He's my everything. So when you ask me, Karina, how do I feel when I feel about Jesus? I feel great. I feel powerful. I feel energized. And I feel, Lord Jesus, I'm on a mission for you. Anything, tell me, I'm yours. I will do it for you. Anything, baby. I'll do it for you. Wow,
1: well, that is so amazing. When you know when I think about the name of Jesus and the relationship that Myrtle that you have with the name of Jesus, it's because you you have this association. And I I like to compare it with relationships um in the world. You know when you when you courting someone, they say courting. When you are courting someone, and when you see that their name is on the call. Calling you, you will pick up that phone and you'll be like, What's up? You know, but you know how oftentimes we do that with the word of God. And we say we love Jesus, we love his name, we want to get to know him. But our relationship with that name is not, we're not reading his love letters to us. We're not taking time to say, Lord, you know, here I am, here's my surrendered life to you, and I'm just giving you everything. But if you take a, a relationship, a worldly relationship, you know, people do everything for this person. And I think how Myrtle and you, you know, like you want to, if someone speaks bad about Jesus, you want to defend their name because you you love Jesus so much. And just like a person, you know, when you're in a relationship with him, anyone bad him, you'll defend them because you know it's not the truth. And only the truth will set you free. So G, the name of Jesus is, the way, the truth, and the life, and he gives life to. So the name of Jesus gives life in abundance. Yes,
0: there there's there's association to that name because yes. we there's a person behind that name, which you're gonna talk about later on. And I think it's very important for our listeners to listen to that part. And you know, some advice for, for our listeners out there. I didn't I could never express Jesus the way I'm expressing it now until I had an experience where I needed Jesus. I used to be a rebellious teenager and 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 you know went in wayward and got into the world and I thought that love is found in relationships and in in alcohol and things like that. And then at the age of 32 I became suicidal and I remembered that growing up as a Christian young girl That we used to go to church very often, and I had a relationship with the Lord at that time. But you know, offense comes in and separates you from the Lord. That is why, if you have any offense in your life, gospel for Grampian listeners, get rid of it quickly because the Bible says that offense will come. But don't let it take over your life because you become bitter, you become rebellious, and your love grows cold, and you leave God. And when you leave God, you become an empty, messed up person. And that's what happened to me from the age of 18 up until the age of 32. But because, thankfully, my mother... And my dad took me to church when I was a little girl. Growing up as a teenager, I knew Christ. And when I got to the point of suicide, I quickly called on that name and he rescued me. And it took about seven years, Karina, for me to be separated from a relationship and just to be alone with the Lord, to develop develop that love relationship with the Lord. That is why now being remarried... I have a wonderful, godly husband, but he never takes the place of Jesus in my life because I had seven years of singleness to embrace Jesus as the Lord of my life, as the Adonai, as the master. Therefore, I can tell you what I'm telling you now. And I don't know. I mean, you as well, right? When you were married, and there's nothing wrong with being um, married or being a widow woman, but I mean, your best seasons with knowing God is in your
2: singleness, Am I I correct? Yes, Angelina. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, I've got a scripture that I want to read to you, Angelina. John 14, 21. He who has my commandment and keep them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him. And m- manifest myself to him. And
0: that's what happened. The manifestation's happening because I was at a point where I wanted to be suicidal. You were at a point where your husband had died. You were four hours holding him in your hand, overwhelmed. And then you knew that the only way out to deal with this is not going to a depression uh, institution, but God help me. And then when Jesus came and he helped you, When you get to know Jesus because you're saying, God, help me, you naturally want to obey his commandments because there's a two-way relationship. God is a relationship. He's a person, right? God is a person. And so in a relationship, what do you do? You give and take. So in the relationship that I had with Jesus when I was at the point of suicide and he rescued me out of it, what happened? I began to say, okay, Lord, you saved me from dying. So you are real and you're alive. I need to get to know you. And then as he revealed himself, as I got to know him in prayer and reading the word of God, guess what happened? I wanted to align to his commandments. And as I aligned to his commandments, I realized who he is, what he stands for, and how much he loves me. Exactly what you're saying in that scripture, that when you get to know God through his word, You automatically want to do what pleases him, which is the commandments. And when you do that in return, you experience is unending love, unconditional love. I mean, nobody goes into a relationship and say, I'm going to work at getting to know you. You get so mesmerized by the person that you're in love with, you automatically want to do everything to please them. And then they reciprocate it. And here, Jesus already loves you. He already loved you because he died on the cross for you. But you will only feel that love language when you get to know him. That's when the, I read your word, I listen to you because I love you. And then suddenly you feel that, wow, I feel that love. And then suddenly when you get married now, to your earthly husband, you start comparing, <gasps> wow, there's nothing like Jesus in this guy, or wow, there's nothing like Jesus in that girl. And then you suddenly start realizing, okay, that person is human like me. That is why God is God. And so let's go into our next uh, uh, you know, aspect. What does the authority of that name Jesus means in our lives? I want to quickly go into Ephesians 2, 6, verse 10. And it says here, and God raised up Christ. I mean, God, sorry, it says, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realm, in Christ Jesus. That means we have authority and positioning. We are the head and not the tail. We're above only and not below. Why? Because this scripture is saying that we are seated in the heavenly realm in Christ. And then verse 10 says for we are God's handiwork. Another uh, translation says we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do the good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. So the authority of the name of Jesus in our life tells me, Myrtle, that I am in Christ. Everything Christ is, I am. And that because everything Christ is, I am, then just like Jesus was on the earth and did great things, so I can do it because he did say, I'm going to the Father, but greater works will you do than me. So I have purpose and authority and influence on the earth because of the name of Jesus, because in him I live, move, and have my existence. That is what Ephesians 2, 6 to 10 is telling me. If I read the word, he says here, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Good in the Bible means callow, and it means good means beautiful. Wow. I mean. It means moral. It means valuable. It means virtuous. It means distinguished. It means honest. It means well. It means worthy. Because I'm in Christ... Look at the authority and the power and the influence I have. I am honest. I'm physically beautiful. I am virtuous. I'm morally astute. I am worthy. I'm honest. I'm fair. I'm good. Come on. That name gives me that kind of description. If anybody talks at me, they're going to have to describe me as good. Because in good, I'm beautiful. I'm valuable. I'm virtuous. That name gives me a standpoint on the earth. Let's talk about the other one. It says good. Let's talk about works, good works. He created us to do good works. I've just explained the name Jesus means I'm created in Christ. That means I'm good to do what? Good works. Works in, in, in the Greek means ergon, and it means I'm created to do some deeds, doing, labor, work. So I'm created for a purpose. I'm created for a good purpose, Karina. I'm created to do good deeds, beautiful deeds, worthy deeds, honest deeds, moral deeds. If I put good and works together, that's what I'm created to do. I'm just like Christ on the earth, as he was on the earth and did good deeds worthy deeds, honest deeds, beautiful deeds, virtuous deeds, moral deeds. Two can do that. Look at the authority that name has in my personal life. How do you feel about when when we have to ask the the question about the authority of the name of Jesus in your life? What comes to your mind?
1: You know, I just, I love the name of Jesus and the authority we have as believers is such a strong, authority you know one corinthians 6 verse 11 says and such were some of you but you were washed but you were sanctified but you were justified in the name of the lord jesus and by the spirit of our god and that name um so i went further to find out what is name what does it mean and strong concordance six three six eight six is a noma and what that means is it means name and it also means authority. And cause, and the help. word studies help us give a more better perspective? It says, name figuratively the manifestation or revelation of someone's character has distinguishing them from all others. Thus, praying in the name of Jesus means to pray has directed authorized authorized authorize by Him, bringing revelation that flows out of being in His presence. Praying in Jesus' name therefore is not a religious formula just to embrace or get what we want. And according to Hebrew notion, a name is inseparable from the person to whom it belongs. It is something of his essence. Therefore, in the case of the God, it is specially sacred. So when we pray in the name of Jesus, we're using God's authority to loose what was In heaven, to to loose on earth what is in heaven, to bind and, you know, let things get released in the atmosphere. Because we're using God's authority, not just the name, but God's authority. It's making me remember, you know, when, when, when you're king, you have to put your stamp on something to make people know this is the law that's been passed. And they have to recognize and acknowledge and submit to the law. And that's the authority we have in Christ Jesus.
0: Yes, yes. The final authority. The final authority. Sovereign authority. Therefore, he says we rule in dominion because his authority he's given us to rule and reign in this life. So like you're saying that... The name of Jesus is not a name. It is a name associated to a person. So when you know the person, you understand the value of the name, and therefore you can take that name and do great things with it because when you refer someone to that name, they understand who represents that name. Authority represents the name. Justice represents the name. Peace represents the name. Power represents the name still represents the name therefore don't mess with him
1: don't mess with that name i like to bring an example you know if you say in a president's name and if you go to a um a function or whatever and you say so and so sent me and i'm here and you show them a placard or a card with your name and you say this person sent me i have authority to enter they will say yes i identify that person because i know them and i understand that they sent you and therefore you can come in, it gives you access. So the name of Jesus gives us access, gives us authority, like you were saying. You know, it's not just the name. Even when we, we look at, at uh, brands in, in, in clothing stores, we identify identified by its name. We identify God by his name, we identify. The authority we have through his name.
0: That's true. You identify the quality and the strength and the popularity of the brand by the type of brands there. So I've not heard in any other religion that the power in their name, of their God they worship. I've never seen any other religion magnify the name of their God in the way that Christianity magnifies who Christ is. Christ and his name are inseparable. Who he is, is in his name. you you absolutely spot on. I mean, we see in some religions, God is a militant leader. In other religions, I, I'm not sure what he is. Some say he's the wind. Some say he's the sun. Some say he's the moon. I don't know. I honestly don't know. But God said I'm created in his image and likeness. That means he has a body. The Bible says that we are spirit beings, and therefore the Father is looking for us to worship Him in spirit and in truth. So we understand that we have supernatural abilities in us because the true us is spirit. We are contained and limited in this physical body. But when we allow the nature of God, who is spirit, to be active in our lives, then we begin to do the the great works that He's called us to do. The supernatural begins to activate into the natural. But if we don't understand the power of the name of Jesus, we will limit our true capabilities and our potential. We will not be able to do the good works that he created us to do. Absolutely. It's like having something,
1: um, like you need something in your cupboard and you have it there, but you don't know what, it's, what you can use it for. It's like having sugar and you can just use it to make tea, but you can, make, you can use sugar as... One of the ingredients to make a cake, to make other food stuff, but now you just limit yourself just to tea and just to coffee, because you don't know how much more it can do for you. How
0: much more it can do for you? I mean, I know so many people that say, "Father, I come to you in Jesus' name," and then, like you were saying earlier on, at the end of a prayer, people use the the name of Jesus, but they don't understand the power in that name.
1: How oh, it has?
0: It has sovereignty. Spirits have power on the earth. But the minute they hear the name of Jesus, they submit because they understand the sovereign authority it has.
2: Angelina, the name Jesus casts out fear. Jesus is a powerful name as it casts out demons and demons tremble at the name of Jesus. Can a human being cast out a demon? In the
0: absence of the name of Jesus? Yeah. No? In the absence of the name of Jesus? As in the absence,
2: you yeah. can't. But if you use the authority of yeah. Jesus' name, they tremble. What when happened you, here? When you, uh, when you use the name of Jesus, they flee automatically. Absolutely.
0: There was the story where somebody, uh, I don't know if it was the sons of uh, Scalia, or, I, I can't remember, but there were certain, uh, there were two people that went to go and cast out a demon. And they don't know Jesus. And the demon asked them, this person I know and that person I know, but you I don't know. And they didn't obey him because he didn't know Jesus. So you're quite right. A demon doesn't obey the authorities that are not Jesus. So if you don't go in the name of Christ and you don't understand the authority of that name, you cannot use that name because the demon ain't going to hear you.
2: You yeah, of course, they tremble when they, you just have to mention Jesus. And they flee automatically. And nobody in the whole world can ever make you feel the way that uh, the name of Jesus makes you feel. Uh, Isaiah 54, 4 and 5 tells me, as a widow, do not fear, for you will not be ashamed. Now that be dismayed, for you will not put to shame. For you will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. For your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. He is called the God of the whole earth. He is called. my Redeemer. And that is the big authority he he has for me. He he calls me, uh, I call him my husband and my maker, because he gives me authority to do that. And, and, and if I ask him anything, Angelina, he never said no to me if
0: it's his will. And you know what's the amazing thing? You live the way you live, you look the way you look so beautiful, is because you know that the king... Of the earth, the sovereign God of the universe is your maker. Therefore, okay. you dress up like a queen. You live like a queen because you know the maker of the universe is your God. Okay. I mean, I've never known somebody, a rich, a rich, Uh, or or should I not say rich, but if you have to talk about the monarchy, I've never seen in the monarchy where the princes and the kings and the queens dress lesser than the standard of a royal family because they understand that they're part of the royal family. So when we as children of God acknowledge who we are because of what Jesus has done, then we know that we are sons and daughters of the most high God. We are royalty because of Jesus. The Bible says that he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. When we understand he is the supreme king and the supreme Lord, then I have to act as a king and I have to act as a lord because I am under that lordship. I'm under the divine sovereign nature. I have that nature of Christ in me, so I can't be a peasant and reckless. Must I now physically go and be in a royal earthly family to behave as the Lord or the King that I am? No, I just need to tap in to know who Jesus is. He is God Almighty. He is Lord. He is Master. He is Adonai. He is the captain of the army. He falls under the lineage of King David. The Bible says that. That means Jesus is the king of kings. Therefore, I need to act like a royal daughter. I will not act like a royal daughter if I don't know Jesus the person. So for Gospel for Grampian listeners out there, how are you acting? How are you dressing? How are you thinking? How are you behaving? If you don't act and think and behave like Christ, if you don't act and think and behave like a royal child, then you don't know who Christ is because your identity is in Christ. In Christ, I live, move, and have my being. So we urge you today, as we continue talking now about the power and the name of Jesus Christ, is for you to go get to know Jesus for yourself. Because when you get to know Jesus for yourself, you'll understand the authority you have and you function in. Because Jesus said to Adam and Eve, when God created them, he said, all dominion and authority on the earth belongs to you. Be fruitful and multiply and occupy the earth. Adam gave over what God gave him to the devil. But Jesus came back and restored that to us when he became the ultimate sinner on the cross of Calvary to restore us to that original ruler and dominion and authority lifestyle where we walk with Jesus, talk, with jesus live in jesus and have rulership and dominion so if we're not having that rulership and dominion and walking and talking with jesus that is why the spirit of god is with us to connect us to jesus while he is in heaven we have that open relationship and connection through the spirit of god if we're not doing it is because we don't know the person jesus christ we might say father in jesus name i come to you and at the end of our prayer, say in Jesus' name, amen. But it is just a legalistic way of praying. We were taught that way, but we have no idea who Jesus is. You have to condition your mind, and how you condition your mind is by, is by getting to know Jesus in your spirit, man. Lord, I want to know you. Then start reading the Bible. Read the book of the, uh, of Psalms. David had a heart after God. He had a relationship with his maker, just like how Myrtle has a relationship with the maker. Therefore, she writes Psalms. She writes love letters. That's what she just read now. She wrote a Psalm, a love letter that she feels about the Father. And that is what David did. So you can start by getting to know God. And when you do that, you are too powerful. No one can mess with you. No one's gonna argue with you because they know that you know God's mind. Therefore, you speak from a Christ-mindedness. You do from a God-mindedness. You are too powerful to be defeated. Let's talk about why do you love the name of Jesus, Karina? You
1: know, like we've been mentioning, the name of Jesus is such a beautiful name, and. It is a name that is just, like Myrtle expresses it so beautifully. But we stand in a standpoint of victory when we um, when we understand the name of Jesus. And why I love the name of Jesus is because as a believer, I believe in the authority that Jesus has given me that we have the victory in Christ. And in Acts 16, verse 16, but to 18. I, I want to just describe to the listeners, our beautiful gospel for Grampian listeners, the authority as a believer that you have. And you know, that just describes why I love him even more. Paul and Silas imprisoned, now it happened as we went to pr- as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. So fortune telling is not for God, gospel for grampian listeners. It is of the devil. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, These men are the servants of the highest God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out. And it says he came because it's referring to the demon spirit that was in this. And he came out that very hour. So demons recognize the authority that is in the name of Jesus Christ. So I love the name of Jesus because he's always protecting us. He's always directing us. And, and, you know, the Holy Spirit even gives us the discernment to understand what is of God, what is not of God. And we can use that authority to cast out the the devils in, in people with the name of
0: Jesus. Wow. So, so here we have it, gospel for Grampian listeners. Karina is inspired by the name of Jesus because she understands it, it has so much power, or it has all power to destroy the wicked work, works of the so enemy, yes. the wicked forces of darkness. So that's one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why Karina loves the name of Jesus. Myrtle, why do you love the name of Jesus?
2: You know, Angelina... Everybody knows Psalm 23, yes. but they read it and they don't understand it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I won't have any lack. Amen. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside, beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness. Righteousness. For his name's sake, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, for Jesus is with me, for God is with me. Your rod and your stuff, they comfort me. You prepare the table before me in the presence of my enemies, Angelina, is this not powerful? Wow. He even protects you against your enemies. And he makes you enjoy a good table in their presence. Presence. Oh. He makes you stand out
0: in their presence. Yes, don't mess with this girl. I'm in your presence. I know you don't like me, but
2: guess what? You God's with me. You have to with sit me. with you me. I've oh, got me. the authority to sit here. Yes, yes. Okay. You yes. anoint my head with oil, my cup run over you. You see, that? God's already told you again, you won't have any lack. Yes. Your cup is running over. Yes, yes. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever.
0: Wow. Forever. Wow, wow.
2: Angelina, is this not powerful? Absolutely. People read Psalm 23, but they don't understand it. They must understand it when they read it then it's powerful.
0: What it does for them, like Myrtle is saying, that she she doesn't have any other reason to live but for the Lord because he is the good shepherd. He makes her live as royalty. She's She's living in the best of the land. She doesn't fear death when it comes knocking on her door because she knows her king is escorting her through challenges of life. She's seated in fine tables where there might be enemies, but they cannot touch her, can touch her. She's God. She's the king's. She's dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. She lacks nothing. And she doesn't have to take any responsibilities because he is the good shepherd. He protects her. He provides for her. He gives her peace. He corrects her. I love the part, he gives you a good name. He is, the Lord is your righteousness for his name's sake. She has a good name. She has a good legacy because she's under the the, the headship of her Lord. Everybody that will talk about Myrtle will have a good report about her because she understands her life in Christ. Therefore, she has goodness. She has mercy. She experiences his grace. She experiences his fine provision for her. And she's li- she has an esteemed position. She's sitting at a table where people don't like her, but God prepared that table for her. So she's not a beggar. She's not a pauper. She's well taken care of. That is what it means when God says he's our shepherd. He protects us. He takes care of us. The name of Jesus, that beautiful name. The Bible talks about Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, Adonai, our master, our provider, our Jehovah Nisi, the captain of our army. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. No evil shall befall us. No wicked shall come near our dwelling places. That just illuminates Psalm 23.
2: Come on. Come on. I'm the daughter of the Most High King. Yes. So I'm royalty because yes. my father is the king. Yes. And I lack like nothing because yes. he
0: is the king. He's looking after Absolutely. That, that is why she loves the name of Jesus. Why do I love the name of Jesus? Oh, my gosh. I've got, of the five love, love languages, four I'm, I'm in need of. I'm in need of acceptance, I'm in need of affirmation, I'm in need of good gifts, I'm in need of time, for me that's important, and Jesus does all of that for me, He affirms me. Let me tell you, Gospel for Grandpa and listeners, and Karina and Myrtle, I don't know about you girls, but there's a lot of time the enemy comes to challenge my identity, and if I don't know who I am in Christ, I'm in trouble. He affirms who I am. He accepts me for who I am. I've got a very, very interesting character. I'm a very strong woman and a very loud woman. I'm loud when I'm happy and I'm loud when I'm angry. And people can misunderstand me because I'm loud. But because Jesus knows me, he accepts who I am. He teaches me how to exercise self-control, like the Bible says. His rod and his staff comfort me, meaning... When I'm out of line, God corrects me, but he corrects me in love. So for me, Jesus is the greatest love language that has made me who I am. Before I met Jesus at 32 years of age, I was defined by men. I was defined by the men I dated. I was messed up. I hated who I am. I I didn't even know who I am. I didn't even think I could think. I thought I was really stupid. I thought I was ugly. I thought I was insignificant. I thought I had no purpose in life. I thought I was just a slave to, to come home and be a homemaker and serve everybody else, but don't have an actual purpose. I thought I was dumb. I didn't know that I finished matric to get an exemption because God wanted me to do some stuff, but I was defined by who people thought I was. And I love Jesus because Myrtle, when I got reborn at the age of 32, he began to affirm me. He began to tell me who I am. I love who I am in Christ. Nobody can challenge my identity because I love it. If you had to challenge my identity in the 20s, Karina, I'd probably succumb to you challenging me and become your guinea pig. Wherever you say I am, I'll become. Whatever you don't like about me, I'll change it, even if God put that in me because it was for good and not evil. And I thank the Lord. I love him because the more I love Jesus, the more I love me because the more I love Jesus, the more I want to be like him. And the more I'm like him, the more I love me. So I love Jesus because he is perfect. His love is unconditional. He corrects with truth and justice and mercy and grace and love. When I make mistakes, he reminds me my mercies are new every morning for you. He calls me my darling Angelina. How can I not love him? I love Jesus because he's personal to me. He's the lover of my soul. Let's talk about what does the name of Jesus mean to you, Myrtle?
2: Angelina, that's a good question. And I can answer you quickly on this. He is the bread of life. He is the light of the world. He is the good shepherd. He is the true vine. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is our resurrection and the life. He is the captain of my boat. Wow. He is my provider. He gives me peace. He is my help. All you need is Jesus. Then I've got Zephaniah 3.17. You mean Zechariah? Oh, sorry, Zechariah. Okay. Zechariah 3.17. The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take greater delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing.
0: Wow, in his love. That is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. The Lord your God is with you. That is her inspiration. The Lord... God is with her. He's her mighty warrior who saves her. Therefore, she is not afraid. She's a strong woman. God takes great delight in her. She knows that, and in his love, he no longer rebukes her but rejoices over her. Therefore, she can write those beautiful psalms about Jesus. Hey? Amazing. What does the name of Jesus mean to you, Karina? Well, the name of Jesus means to me redemption.
1: Redemption, healing, sanctification. It means to me that, you know, we are washed Yes. In the blood of
0: Jesus. We are clean. We
1: are clean because that's what Jesus came to do. He came to redeem us, came to take us out from slavery and, you know, give us healing, give us provision like Myrtle said. He is Jehovah Jara, he is yes. Jehovah Rapha, yes. he is Jehovah Nisi, he is Jehovah Shaloh. And he is the God that never fails. So, what does it mean to me is that he is my healer, he's the lover of my soul. And I like to give this uh, verse in Acts 3, verse 11 to 16, because this demonstrates what the name of Jesus does and what it also means. He is healer. Now, has the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John? John, all the people ran together to them in the pot, which is called Solomon's greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us? as though by our own power of godliness we had made this man walk. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate, when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just, and asked for a murderer to be granted to you and killed. The Prince of Life, whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses, and his name... Through faith in his name has made this man strong whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So in the name of Jesus, you, this lame man was healed. This lame man could walk again. He had life again to do things productively. To, to do things productively. And, yeah, it's amazing how, you know, God, in his name, people are healed. It's Amen. not and anyone's, it's not God's will for them to be a lame. And in his name, Paul was able to do this.
0: Yes. Mm. You know what? I love what you're saying now, Karina. You're saying it is not God's will for people to be sick. It is not God's will for people to be poor. It is not God's will for people to be idle. The Bible says that we will, be, we will account for our time on the earth because God created us in His workmanship to do good works. He created us to have fulfillment, to have purpose in life. And so anything that is negative for our lives is not God's will.
1: You know, one thing why I, I, I strongly believe that sickness is not of God because He said in His Word, you know, that He... Um, the poor became rich and and the sick are healed in his name yes you know so anyone who is opposite from that need to ask the lord to show them his word says by his stripes you are healed and that settles it mm. you know we are blessed and we are not cursed mm. and has blessed we are blessed with healing we are blessed with peace We are blessed with joy. We are blessed with all the fruits of the Spirit. Praise God for all of the things that He has blessed us with.
0: Yeah. You know, um, in Isaiah, it says, the Son of Righteousness has risen with healing in His hand. So it it doesn't say that that healing is only for whoever or, or healing is only for those that are super spiritual. But healing is for all those who would believe.
1: And that you don't have to buy your healing. You
0: don't buy your healing. You
1: don't buy your healing. You You, receive your healing. You
0: receive your healing because it's already done on the cross. You just Just have to take it. Just take it. Take it. It's done. It's done on the cross. Richness is yours. You know, I I don't understand. Myrtle and I were talking the other day, or was it yesterday, and we were talking about peace. Uh, And I said, Jesus said he left his peace with us on earth. So why are people anxious, worried, fearful? We spoke last week about laughter is the best medicine. The reason people end up going into mental incapacity or mental instability is because of fear and worry and wrong thinking and stinking thinking. But it's the peace of God that is is left behind on the earth. Why do we do that? It's there. It's for us for the taking. It is for us to take it. It's like you're saying, God has given you, uh, or, or somebody has put on your uh, in your kitchen a whole lot of food. And the food is there. It's for you to now go into the kitchen and get the food. But if you don't go into the kitchen to go get it, it's yourself to blame for why you're starving. You're sitting in the lounge, you're hungry, but because you don't want to go to the kitchen, you're prepared to starve and die. And it's like the same principle of, Peace is free on the earth. Jesus said, I leave my peace with you. And so if we don't take peace, then it's ourselves to blame why there's worry and anxiety and and everything else because the opposite of faith is fear. And fear comes when you can't experience peace if you're in fear. But to overcome fear is by embracing peace. Yes. You know, The Bible says my people perish because of a lack of knowledge. Embrace peace. Because when you embrace peace, you can think properly. It gives you time to settle in a storm. Remember Jesus on the boat? He was in perfect peace, sleeping. Everybody else was worried. He just woke up and he said, storm be still. Hey? So I I, want to, what does the name of Jesus mean to me, Karina? You know? Jesus is my master. He's my Adonai. I will be martyred for Jesus. That's how much I love him. I will will not back down. I will not bite onto anything but God. Amen. He is my master. I'm enslaved to Jesus. I'm willing to give anything and everything up for him. That is who Jesus is to me because I know when I was at my worst, he brought me to my best. Amen. He made me who I am today. He is more real to me than anybody else. I will never be a master to evil. I'd rather be a master to goodness. Everything about Jesus is good and perfect. Amen. How can I not want him to be my master? I want to draw from him. What, who's your master you become like? To be like him. So guess what? He's my master. He's my niece. He's the captain of my life. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. So guess what? You think he's the captain of your boat? Hey baby, I'm walking on water because my captain walks on water. <laughs> so I I think I'm a step ahead of you. He's the captain of my life. Wherever he tells me walk, I walk, even though it might seem impossible for humankind. But I'm a Peter. I will walk on water, and I will keep my eyes. I will keep my eyes on Jesus and not let the storms of life pull me down the water because He is my captain, and I rely and I trust Him fully with my spirit, with my soul with my body, with my life, and with my time on the earth. I trust him. He's my captain. Who is he to me? He's the shepherd. He's my shepherd king. You know why I call him a shepherd king, Karina? He's humble. He's great. He's powerful. And he's a provider. Exactly what Myrtle said, Psalms 23. He is my shepherd king. I can never be prideful knowing my king is humble. I can never be small, knowing my king is great. I can never be afraid and and uh, um, what do you call it? Um, what's the opposite of powerful? Weak. Weak. I can never be weak because my king is powerful. I can never be in lack because my king's the provider. That is who Jesus is to me. So, for gospel for Grampian listeners, as we close today, please. We pray that you will get to know Jesus for who he is. Go beyond the name and identify the person and let your testimony be greater than our testimony today.
2: Angelina, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That is my God for me. That's how much I love him. I will stay next to him for the rest of my life till the day I close my eyes forever.
1: Amen. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing can stand against. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. He has no rival. He has no equal. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus, gospel for Grampian. Take your authority as a believer in the name
0: of Jesus and overcome the forces of the enemy in Jesus' name. Yes. From from us, women of Africa care to you in the name of Jesus the creator of the heavens and the earth. We pray that you will get to know that name beyond the name. Get to know the person of that name. Take ownership of the person behind that name and you will have greater testimonies about who he is to you than what we are sharing here today. We love you. Bye. Tata. Ta-ta.